good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Good morning, today is Friday the 21st of January 2022 and we'll start off with the nationwide daily COVID report. There were 19 more COVID-19 fatalities and 8,129 new cases registered during the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry announced on Thursday morning. This compared with 12 coronavirus-related fatalities and 7,122 new cases reported on Wednesday morning. The 19 new fatalities were between the ages of 16 and 96 year old. Chambury Public Health Office is reporting 445 new cases today and no deaths. Most of the new cases were in Chambury, Siracha and Banlamung Patia area which had nearly 161. There are now 6,307 patients in care. Phuket health officials also reported 518 new cases out of which 391 are local and 127 are from abroad. There were two deaths. There are now 4,022 people in care. And moving along to the first story of the day. The Prime Minister says no reshuffle, no dissolution. Prime Minister Prayat Chanacha on Thursday insisted he has no plans to change the cabinet lineup or dissolve the House of Representatives and call an early election. General Prayat's comments followed the Palang Pracharat Party's decision on Wednesday night to expel Secretary General Tamanat Prompao and 20 other MPs under his control for causing division within the ruling party. I was not involved in the decision made by Palang Pracharat executive members and their leader and I believe that everyone is trying to get things back to normal as quickly as possible, he said. I cannot tell you who's good or not. Let their actions speak for themselves and let the people consider and decide in the next election, the Prime Minister said. There would be no cabinet reshuffle and no house dissolution anytime soon because there was work to be done, he said. The Prime Minister declined to answer a reporter's question whether he and Deputy Prime Minister Prawit had discussed the possibility of a cabinet reshuffle. He abruptly left the podium at Government House. Captain Tamanat is known to be close to General Prawat. The 21 MPs must find a new party within 30 days or lose their MP status. Now, a lot of talk is going on around Thailand at the moment in relation to this. If anybody wants to know about this, uh, Captain Tamanat is the guy who's the convicted drug smuggler who was uh, cleared basically to be an MP by the Constitutional Court because his crime didn't happen in Thailand. The strangest decisions you'll hear sometimes here. Nevertheless, anyway, uh, he has a lot of power within the ruling party and he, they've basically kicked him out along with 20 of his backers. Now, this is basically seen as a preemptive move before there is probably going to be a snap election here in Thailand, which could be seen as a good thing or a bad thing. The issue I think that many people have, if there is going to be an election, who would be the potential candidate for a prime minister from the various parties and who is here to take over from the current Prime Minister should he lose, in essence, who's the challenger? And right now there's no one person that anybody could say, well, this person definitely would be the person. It's all a bit confusing at the moment, but I think when the Prime Minister refuses to answer questions on it and leaves the podium, it can be seen that we're probably going to be seeing something coming up and happening very, very soon. 
And following up on our Joe Ferrari case, Chief Joe says he suffocates suspects to scare, not kill them. Colonel Titasan Uttanapan, the police chief better known as Joe Ferrari, testified Wednesday that although he did kill a man in his custody with a plastic bag, he didn't mean for him to die. On trial for murder at Bangkok Central Criminal Court for corruption and misconduct, the former Nakan Sawan, police chief, said he only intended to intimidate and scare Jirapong Tanapat, who was brought in on suspicion of a drug-related crime. He admitted that Juraprong was one of many suspects whose heads he wrapped in a plastic bag, saying he would make sure that the bag wasn't tied too tight. He also said the video of the killing, leaked in August by an unnamed whistleblower who said the chief was trying to extort money from Juraprong, was tampered with. He is joined by six co-defendants in the case. All were charged with multiple crimes including conspiring to murder by torture, malfeasance and coercion. At the hearing, Titasan said he and his subordinates had gone undercover in August to arrest Jirapong and his wife, who were found with 300 grams of meth. Defence lawyer Chuck Chai and Kao said the first witnesses will be heard starting February 19th, with testimony to wrap up on March 13th. After Titasan became a pariah for what looked like to be a brutal jailhouse execution, his extensive collection of luxury sports cars drew attention to his unusual wealth. He initially went on the run, and in the ensuing manhunt, a raid on his home revealed a massive collection of sports cars, launching an inquiry into how he obtained millions of baht worth of vehicles. Joe Ferrari has said the cars were obtained as rewards for his sting operations. In November, Titasan and his subordinates were charged with murder. Now that's just a follow-up on the case. We will bring more to you as it comes along, and we'll refrain from comment until the case is over as such. And moving along to one of the top stories today, Thailand to resume registration for quarantine-free test-and-go program on February 1. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration has agreed to resume registration for the currently suspended quarantine-free entry program known as test-and-go from February 1st. It would also allow eateries in Sandbox provinces and COVID-19 high-surveillance provinces to serve alcohol up until 11pm instead of 9pm from January 24th onwards, according to the CCSA spokesman Dr. Tuisen. However, to open the eateries must meet the SHA Plus or the Stop COVID-2 Plus standard and comply with COVID-19 free setting measures. Pubs, bars and other entertainment venues are to remain closed, but they are allowed to open as eateries and when they meet such requirements. The suspension of Test and Go's Thailand Pass issuance is in place since December 22nd was meant to slow down the spread of Omicron variant, while those who had already been granted the passes can still enter the kingdom. The resumption of the program will be slightly stricter than before, as it will require the arrivals to undertake two RT-PCR tests within the first week instead of one, on the first and fifth days, the tests and the certified SHA++ accommodation for the first and fifth days must be pre-booked. Their insurance coverage will have to be at least US$50,000. Negative results of RT-PCR tests taken no more than 72 hours before departure and proof of at least two shots of vaccination must also be provided. The CCSA also decided to extend the emergency decree imposed since March 2019 for two more months until the end of March 2022, saying the law helps maintain COVID-19 measures. 
Other measures adopted by the CCSA today included a reduction in the number of COVID-19 controlled provinces from 69 to 44, whereas the sandbox areas remain as Bangkok, Kanchanaburi, Chamburi, Nantaburi, Patamtani, Panya and Phuket, as well as some other areas in 18 provinces including Suratani, such as Koh Samui, Koh Panyan and Koh Tao. The number of COVID-19 high surveillance provinces, which measures are slightly more lenient, have been increased from 0 to 25. These adjustments will take place on January 24th. In controlled areas, gatherings of up to 500 people will be permitted. In high surveillance provinces, the limit is 1,000. For schools in those two provincial categories, Dr. Tuisan said that on-site classes have already resumed at more than 17,000 schools, but there are still several tens of thousands which are yet to resume classes due to problems over enforcing social distancing among the students in classrooms. He said that Prime Minister Prayachana Cha wants students to return to their schools and has instructed the CCSA and the Ministry of Education to develop a workable solution which includes the use of antigen tests and whether the students should be allowed to remove their face masks. Regarding the work from home voluntary measures, which is due to expire on January 31st, the CCSA has decided not to extend the measure as the COVID-19 situation has been improving and it will allow each state agency to decide whether to extend the measure or not. So today the CCSA had their meeting, it was discussed and they decided to reintroduce the test and go program but with some minor tweaks. In my opinion, not so minor. And the name Test and Go will need to be changed as well to Test and Go Squared or Test and Go and then Test and Go again. What they have announced basically is that anybody can take part from any country as long as you're fully vaccinated. You must pay for two RT-PCR tests in advance. On day one and five, you must stay at a hotel that has a partner hospital and that is an SHA++ hotel. You must wait for your test results and your insurance must cover for all instances in case of positive result and must be quarantined or sent to hospital and that's an important one and we'll talk in a second about that and if there is a major outbreak of course the scheme could be changed back to a sandbox. Now the details have not been published in the Royal Gazette as of yet so it's a not officially law so things could still change in the future. All this will start on February 1st when you can start to register again. You do not need to book the same hotel for day one and day two. So basically you have your quarantine hotel on day one where you will go do your PCR test and wait for your result. Once negative, you can move on and you can start to do your holiday again, except you have to book a hotel again for day five, stay in that hotel, do your test and then wait until the next day to get your test result. You don't have to quarantine, but you have to be at that hotel and you cannot leave till your test result comes in the next day. They're the rules they're bringing in. Of course, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the current test and go people that are allowed to come in, they were finding it hard to get them to do the second test and couldn't actually find out where these people were a lot of the time. So they were skipping the second test. An interesting piece of information in relation to all of this is that a lot, the majority of people on test and go at the moment who are coming to Thailand are testing positive on their second test. So that's five to six days after, which actually is showing you that a lot of people are getting infected in Thailand. And that seems to be the case at the moment. In relation to the hotel, it must be an SHA 
plus plus or extra plus as they call it this is a hotel that has partnered with a hospital so if you go on to the SHA Thailand website you'll be able to find those hotels there but you must have that pre-booked so when you're applying for your Thailand pass you're going to have to put in your day one hotel with your confirmation from that hotel and your day five hotel with the confirmation letter from that that's all been prepaid and booked and you'll have to pay for your PCR test it depends where you go if it's Bangkok I think the hotels will do it if it's in Phuket, for example, you'll go to thailandpsas.com and you'll pay for it yourself there. To be honest with you, this is no better or no worse than having a sandbox. For a country that talks about categorizing COVID as endemic in a few months, it certainly is not treating it in, in that manner right now. And if I were to think, how on earth could Thailand ever call something endemic and go from what we are now to you know normal life, basically? I can't. And that's why all this talk about Thailand declaring COVID endemic is all nonsense. Because when you see this now, you can understand they're just too scared to do anything else. I don't know if people agree with these measures or not. For me, I think it's over the top again. If we're going back to the test and go, then just go back to what it was if you want to reintroduce the program. But to add this extra layer of COVID testing, which will cost another 2,000 baht or so for everyone, to me, it's just a non-runner for the tourism industry right now. And there will not be a huge amount of people coming on this, especially having to book all these extra hotels in these certain places. If you think of an expat maybe coming from abroad back, they have to book a hotel on the first night, then they go back to their home for four nights and then have to come back again and find another hotel to stay in while they did their test again. That to me is just all a little bit too silly. Now, another interesting fact in relation to Sandbox Travelers, they can now transit through Bangkok Suanapum Airport, but there's only two flights that you can do it on, and they are both Bangkok Airway flights. There'll be one, I think, at 12 o'clock and one then at five in the evening. There's special flights, you have to take those flights. I'm not sure how you can book it. I think you need to go to Bangkok Air's webpage and you'll have a look there. They'll have the information. Again, what's the need for it when the test and go is open again? This is all a little bit strange. They're talking about they we're going to make more areas, sandbox areas from February 1. But the truth is, if you open up the test and go again, then why do you need to have more sandbox areas? Not quite sure what's going on here. It seems to me that they're preparing to shut it down again. Who knows? It's all very, very confusing. The issue about the insurance there is your insurance now must cover you for if you get COVID and you're only put in quarantine and not hospital. And I am not sure how many international policies cover that. But I do know that Thai companies are beginning to sell these programs which you'll be able to buy at the airport on arrival, apparently in the different international airports throughout the country. So this seems to be another way for Thai companies to make money off foreigners again. I have heard that the rules in relation to high-risk contacts will be changing, I think, to seven days quarantine only and two rapid antigen tests. So it won't be the 14 days that they've been doing previously and a multitude of PCR, expensive PCR tests as well. So that will be good news in relation to that. Though still, I think if you're double or triple vaccinated, why on earth do you need to be quarantining for that long and having that many tests? I can understand if you're infected with COVID, but certainly if you're just a high-risk contact and you've continuously tested negative, I'm not sure what's all that about. This whole meeting, it seems like they're just scared and they're just kind of like just trying to open things up. But they're not really opening it up and possibly they're just trying to make some hoteliers and some hospitality businesses, travel agents and airlines happier. But to me, this still is not going to bring in the kind of numbers we are seeing in November and December where we saw up to 350,000 in the first two months. Also, it's a little late now because now we're heading into February, March and then we've low season again. So I'm not sure where this is all going. But 
Guys, I'd love to know what you think about it. What do you think about this new test and go squared or test and go and test and go again program? Does it need to be renamed, number one? And number two, is it something that would attract you? Or do you find the PCR tests are overboard and another expense being put on to the traveler? I'd love to know your thoughts as always, guys, down below in the comment section. And next up, Phuket acts against unmasked. Local authorities have vowed to take legal action against tourists who fail to wear face masks in public, saying failure to comply with the disease control requirement is rampant in the island province. Police Colonel Tanat Sukchai, the immigration chief in Phuket, said yesterday tourists were failing to wear face masks in public places and local authorities had resolved to more stringently enforce the requirements laid down by the local communicable disease committee. Phuket Governor Narang Won Si had earlier asked the Phuket consuls of 22 countries to inform their citizens of the face mask mandate, Police Colonel Tanet said. Violators will be arrested and prosecuted, and the Phuket Health Office has been assigned to file complaints. We must set an example, he said. The Phuket Governor would form an operational team to enforce the rule, he said. Local police would take the lead and inspect key locations, including Soi Bangla and Patong areas. On January 7, the governor issued an order for people to wear face masks when they got out unless they are eating, drinking or exercising. Violation of the order carries a penalty of up to 20,000 Thai baht under the Communicable Disease Act, plus a fine of up to 40,000 baht and or jail term of up to two years under the Executive Decree on Public Administration in Emergency Situation imposed to control COVID-19. The local immigration chief did not elaborate on the extent to which actual punishments will be imposed on those who fail to wear face masks in public and how much they are willing to upset visitors. So this was a story that kind of broke late last night and it's kind of gone on today. So starting uh, last night at 6 o'clock, they basically have started to enforce this in Patong. I don't know what they're going to do by enforce, but the word is being put out there. I have seen comments from the Australian consul telling his citizens to mask up or risk being fined or even possibly arrested. So the word is being put out there to people to mask, follow the rules and regulations in Phuket, or there will be consequences, which will be fines. And for people who continue to flout the law, probably possibly arrested. I think that's a bit over the top, but... They are the rules and regulations right now. Now, where this has come from is apparently the Phuket immigration have been receiving hundreds of calls of complaints from people about foreigners in Patong, especially in Patong area, who are not wearing masks. And a lot of shopkeepers are actually have filed complaints because they're scared because they have a lot of foreigners coming into shops and none are wearing masks and none are adhering to any of the COVID measures around and it's scaring them a little. And that's where this has come from. As a person who lives in Phuket, I will agree that a lot of foreigners are walking around without masks. If it's outdoor, I'm not the biggest person who's going to say you should be wearing a mask outdoors. But I do believe if you're walking around Central Festival or you're in a shop that you should have your mask with you and you should put on because that's the rules and the law. If you look on social media, this is a very divisive subject. People go from one extreme to the other. But no matter what your opinion on the issue is, whether you think people should wear masks outside or when they go into shopping centers or whatnot, or whether you think it's okay to not wear, your opinion at the end of the day doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the law in the country. And currently, under the emergency decree, the law has been passed that masks are required in all public areas. So it really doesn't matter what our opinion is about this. The law is the law. 
Now, if I come to Thailand, I'm expected to follow the law. And I believe if people come to my own country, other countries, whatever the law is in that country, we need to follow it. Regardless if we agree or disagree with it, we can all have our opinion. But at the end of the day, our opinion doesn't really matter because it's only the law that matters in that country. And I don't know where you guys stand on this subject, so I would love to know what you think about it. Do you think it's fair to fine foreigners for not wearing a mask? If a foreigner continues to ignore the rules and regulations after receiving a fine, what do you think should happen to that person? Do you think Phuket should be a real sandbox area where no masks are warranted and the law should be abolished down in that province? Do you have mask mandates in your own countries? And what are the consequences for not following those mandates or laws? I'd love to know your comments, as always, down in that comment section. And speeding along... Thailand's Civil Aviation Authority insists 5G does not interfere with aircraft signals. The Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand has explained that 5G emissions do not affect aviation and confirmed these signals are on a different wavelength. The CAAT also pointed out that there have been monitoring the issue closely since last year. The CAAT's clarification issued today came after airlines in the US issued warnings about the activation of 5G signals in the C-band used by US telecom op operators because it may affect the safety of aircraft, especially while landing, causing concern globally. The potential impact of 5G signals on aircraft relates to interference with the operation of critical and highly sensitive systems, especially the radio altimeter, which typically operates in the 4.2 GHz to 4.4 GHz range. The radio altimeter provides the height above ground to the flight deck systems. Any electronic magnetic interference can cause inaccurate altitude information to be reported, which would be dangerous, especially when landing. Interference with aircraft systems found in the United States have not yet been reported in any other countries because the 3.7 GHz to 3.9 GHz frequencies to be used for 5G services by US telecom operators are close to those used by radio altimeter devices, which may cause interference. In other countries, such as France, Australia and Japan, this problem has not been encountered because they ensure that network bands and aviation frequencies are 100 or 200 MHz apart. Additionally, 5G-based stations must protect against the transmission of signals in the aviation frequency bands and they must be located at at least 200 metres from aircraft's approach and departure path. In Thailand, 5G uses the 2.6 GHz frequency band, which is quite a distance from the radio altimeter frequency band and should not cause interference. Moreover, the CAAT has been notifying airlines since June 2021 after receiving information and notifications from the US FAA and international civil aviation organizations. To date, there has been no reports of interference with flights operating systems by 5G signals in Thailand, but it remains an issue which the CAAT will monitor closely. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Woman 21 found drowned in Shillong. The body of a 21-year-old woman was recovered from a pond at Landon House Park Housing Estate in Shillong yesterday evening. Officials defend new road in Rawai. Officials at Rawai Municipality have defended a new road being carved through an undisturbed natural area dense with trees in Sayun, saying that as the road is being built on private land, no permit is required to build it. And finally, police suspect glue sniffing in death of man found washed up on Phuket Beach. A 41-year-old man whose body was found washed up ashore at a beach in Paklok this morning is believed to have drowned after sniffing glue and fainting while fishing for shrimp during high tide. 
But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.